Something special is happening tonight in Niagara. Our Andre Prue, who is, of course, the Showgram Technical Director and also of AndreWineReview.ca, is in Niagara, and we are here. Ben Harrison is in the studio with me, producer Ben. Hey, Ben. Hey. And we are doing a re- sort of a remote wine tasting. But, Andre, first of all, welcome. Thanks for doing this. And what's going on there? Um, it's a great event called Cuvée. And uh, me and Ben were talking about this off the air. I've called it the Oscars of, uh, of Ontario wine, and he kind of riffed on it and said it's sort of like the World Series of Ontario wine. But, I mean, the reality is there isn't any real on-the-record competition here, but I'm at an event where there's 50 wineries. They're all pouring their favorite wines. And the best part about the fact that it's not competitive is every winery is kind of secretly trying to outdo one another. All 50 wineries from Ontario? Yes. Okay, and so is it like an unofficial, official competition, or how did this develop? Is this something that happens every year? It's something that happens every year annually at uh, around this time of year, and it actually did start out as a competition where there were judges and awards that were handed out, but I think it just got to the point where um, people just felt like it, it almost took some of the fun out of the event. I'll be perfectly honest, like it's a huge party here, but you kind of go from table to table and... There's 98 wines here being poured right now. Every winery's brought a white wine and a red wine, and the mandate that's given to the wineries are that they have to pick their favorite wine to pour. And if you look at certain wineries, like a winery like uh, Peller is here in Trius, these are wineries that have huge portfolios. And you're essentially telling a winemaker to pick their favorite child and, and, and bring <laughs> it to the forest. Yeah. That's a, t- that's a tough choice for them to make. It absolutely is a tough choice to make. But it's almost been fun because if you look at uh, AndreWineReview.ca in the next few weeks, I've asked a few winemakers why they've chosen what they've chosen because there have been some really unique choices. Like I was talking to the winemaker at a winery called uh, Nyarai, and he was pouring Viognier, and that's a grape where it's not planted a lot in Ontario. Uh, you don't see it very often, and he's really proud of it. And it's, it's really good wine. So you have uh, left behind for us to try. Ben's going to be doing most of the sampling. Three <laughs> Ontario wines. So why don't you tell us what we have here? Okay, so what I, what I left for you, I, brought, I left three bottles of wine from wineries that I knew were going to be showing really well tonight. You have a 2012 Creekside Cabernet Sauvignon. And Cabernet Sauvignon is one of those grapes that uh, kind of divisive in Ontario because it can be a little temperamental. A typical Ontario summer isn't necessarily too hot, not like the summer that we just had. And Cabernet Sauvignon can be a little bit tough uh, to ripen, but this wine is a perfect example of that. Uh, you have from Stratus Winery, Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc is another grape that grows really well in the summer in Ontario, but it's not friendly in the winter. You have a cold winter, your vineyards can die, and then you have no, uh, no vines to make, make future vintages with. But uh, Stratus seems to be immune to this cold weather. They have a lot of grapes on their property. It just seems to do well no matter how, how cold the weather is. And from cassava, see, I had to pick some controversial wines for you to taste uh, just because it's sort of the point of the event when people bring these wines to really proud of. Cassava specializes in Syrah. Syrah is also another grape that's very temperamental to temperature. If it's not hot enough in the summer, it can be a, a wine where you'll taste it. It tastes more like green pepper and asparagus. And that's not something you want in Syrah. And by some miracle, cassava have these vineyards that every summer, even if it's not a hot year, and I believe the vintage you have is 2013 in front of you, it just seems that 2013 was not an exceptional summer, but that wine is perfectly ripe and a great example of 
nice acid and a lot of nice fruit and kind of some black pepper to be mixed in there too. I can taste those notes. He can taste them. He Ben can taste the notes, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, Barb, have you had a chance to taste any of the wines yet? So I've tried. I've had a sip of the Sauvignon Blanc. And you know what? I'm really enjoying uh, the Ontario Sauvignon Blancs. Like, I've been buying more of them and trying them and oh, really liking them. Yeah, yeah, like really great stuff uh, that you can get in Ontario. I've, I'll get Ben to describe more of the red because I'm going to try the Syrah. I've got that in front of me now, the cassava. And you said it's a 2013? It's 2013, so it's the funny thing about cassava. So this is a winery you can uh, a wine you can only get at the winery. So you want to drive down to Niagara to pick this wine up. Um, but like 2013 was kind of a typical summer. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. I mean, we got our snowfall and our freezes kind of at the normal time. So 2013 was sort of more typical of what you'd expect from the summer. So you won't get these big juicy fruity like if you like California wines, if that's all you're drinking at home, or you like Italian wines, you might not enjoy what Ontario has to offer from 2013, but for myself that likes to prepare a meal around it, like you'll have some nice acidity to it. I mean, acidity is kind of the hallmark of a cool climate, and that's kind of what Ontario is, is, is known for, is having great acidity in the wine. This is the wine you want to pair with a steak or some pasta with a tomato sauce or a pizza. I mean, the great thing about the Syrah and Cassava, it's $29, so I know it's more money than you might spend on a bottle of wine that you just want to, you know, sit back and watch television with. But if you're putting together a really nice meal, 30 bucks is too much to ask for a nice bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. So Ben is in here tasting the wines as well. And I think, Ben, you were mentioning, like Ben wouldn't consider himself uh, very, very knowledgeable when no. it comes to wines. But that's okay, too, because it, it's all in what you like, right, as you're tasting. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I love this event. Like, there's people of all, all strikes here. And the, the, the biggest disconnect as a, as a wine writer, I mean... I'll admit, if you go to my website, there's really complicated tasting notes. If you want to read exactly what a wine tastes like, that's fine. But the important thing is just to drink the wine and enjoy it. And when you're at an event like this, there's a lot of winemakers here, and they're proud of what they're doing, and they're they're farmers. A winemaker is essentially a farmer. They work really hard on growing great grapes. And, I mean, this is an event where you can come to and just feel comfortable. And there's a lot of great wines here, but it's nothing terribly snobby. How how do people uh, get invited, or do you? Uh, how does it work for this event? Uh, you can actually just buy a ticket and, and show up. Here. Oh wow! It's, I, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's just a little bit outside the city. It's just kind of a weird time of year to think about going down to wine country because the vineyards aren't in bloom. I mean, everything's really dormant. But if you even have a budding interest in wine, winter is the perfect time, and early spring is the perfect time to come to Niagara because the winemakers are working hard in the vineyards. If you go into these tasting rooms where, you know, if you show up in the summer, there's a million people because a bus has just shown up. I mean, that's fine. It's beautiful to see the vineyards in full bloom. But if you want to learn about wine, if you show up at a tasting room at this time of year, you're likely to find the guy who's making the wine or the woman making the wine, pouring it, and can tell you exactly what's gone into the bottle. And it's a great it's a great idea to do a one night at a bed and breakfast and check out the wineries. What a fantastic idea. Yeah, most definitely. All right, Ben, do you have anything to add to your wine tasting? I'm loving yeah. the Cabernet Sauvignon tonight. He's loving it's it. It's so good. It's so good. Ben, I'm so happy you talked about that Cab Sauv. I mean, I'm a Cab Sauv skeptic. I mean, I'm one of these people where the I am too, are, a little bit, are, yeah. are, are, are killing it. But when it's bad, it's bad. But that Creekside is as close to perfection as you're going to get in this province. Well, thank you so much for providing us with these wines, Andre. We really appreciate it. I hope you enjoy them. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Great to talk to you always. And we'll uh, we'll do do that once in a while with Andre. We check in. Uh, Ben is going to go back, but you're taking all the wines home tonight, Ben. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> it may not be Yeezys, but you got the wine.